0: This is Tuesday, March 2nd, and our morning prayer time. Do you know that one of our most beloved Christian poems was penned by a lifelong addict? His name is Francis Thompson, and he was hopelessly addicted to opium. His poem is entitled, The Hound of Heaven, and it describes how God pursued him in his addiction, how God wouldn't let him go. Now, though Thompson was a genius, he became an addict at the age of 18, and he lost so much of his life to drugs. Years dissipated, were gone with the fog that he lived in during so much of his life. And here's our text for today. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. That's Romans 8, 1-2. Now, in this chapter, Paul is assessing the riches of the grace we receive in the cross of Jesus. And he begins with the removal of our condemnation. In the cross, we no longer stand condemned by God. The curse is removed. Our guilty sentence is cleared. We are made right before God. Also, self-condemnation is addressed as well. You see, for that man I mentioned, Francis Thompson, and I think for us as well, sin is almost always joined by the feeling of being condemned. We feel condemned to carry the burden of our past failures, condemned to live in our present weaknesses. We feel condemned because of the way we've spent our lives, the way we've wasted our lives at times. Addicts often remark that it's the shame of condemnation that helps keep them in bondage. It's not just a condemnation they feel for their sin, but there's a pervasive self-condemnation that keeps them trapped. This trap is death to us. Our condemnation keeps us stuck feeling and knowing we're not worthy of God's grace. But you see, grace has nothing to do with our worthiness. It comes to us as all gift. God understands the trap of our sins, and therefore in Christ he's, well, he's removed the basis for our condemnation. The cross of Jesus brings about our complete freedom. And that is how this chapter begins. You're not condemned. The sentence against you has been removed. Now, later in the chapter, Paul puts a bow on this thought. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Romans 8.34 Yes, it was the death of Jesus for us that removed our condemnation forever. God no longer condemns us. How can we continue to condemn ourselves? The death trap has been removed, and now we have Jesus at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. You see, that means that Jesus has not only cleared us through his death on the cross, but he sits with the Father, and he's making our defense every day. That means that today, when I fail, I have Jesus as my advocate. He's calling on the Father to charge my transgression to his account, the account that was settled at the cross. Now, for us, there's a marvelous joy and a freedom in this. There's the freedom of release, the freedom that opens the way for a new life given by the Spirit of God. Now, let me share with you part of Francis Thompson's poem. I fled him, that's God, down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down labyrinthine ways of my own mind and in the midst of fears. I hid from him. You see, Thompson ran from God, but God pursued him to the end. And this is the way God is with each of us. It is through the cross of Jesus that our condemnation, our our inner self-recrimination, that's removed, it's blotted out, it's taken away. And it's there we discover that we are loved and free. Let's pray. Lord God, as we mine the riches of the cross in the days ahead, I, I know you're pursuing me. When I run from you, you faithfully chase me down with your grace Help me to see that you no longer condemn me, and I have no reason to condemn myself. Thank you for grace. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.